0: All right, I'll be honest, usually I don't Even really prep for my podcast. I'm just like so pumped and just honored and excited to just chat with people and really just have a coffee conversation. But today's guest warranted a bit more behind the scenes. Not only was I divulging in his incredible YouTube channel, which has over 300 million views, by the way, uh, I was also just learning, I was reading his website. He's got an incredibly quirky personality background. Uh, his bio is not only uh, what's the word robust; it's also just human, and I think that we need more human entrepreneurs, and if any of you guys have been on Clubhouse recently, it feels like everyone is like buttoned up in a billionaire, and that's not me. I don't ever want to be like that. That's not my mission. That's not my heart for people, and you can tell that that's Evan too, and so you guys, I just want you to divulge in this conversation. It's 25 minutes, so stay tuned for the entire thing, and at the very end, I get a little bit selfish, but he told me to, and ask a question specifically around my own business, and it was gems that were dropped. So, so good. Evan, you're incredible. and I am so grateful to be in connection and community with you. You guys, go follow him in all the places. Evan Carmichael, go get his book, Built to Serve. All of the links are in the description right here. And yeah, enjoy. See ya. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this, It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. Though I'm all for therapy and I love Whole Foods. I do have a Yolo side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter. Though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering, if you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers and lifestyle shakers. As we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you, fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all, it's not about our qualifying abilities or titles, it's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hey, 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 y'all! I'm so excited to be here today. I am standing alongside. I wish I was jumping because he's on a trampoline
1: right I'm now. Out, I, yeah, I gotta hold on to something because I, when I get excited, I I tend to bounce and like, what is he on? I'm just I'm on a trampoline all day. So I'll... this
0: is so rad. I'm so excited to have you guys. This is Evan Carmichael, and we got connected on Clubhouse recently. If you haven't jumped on it, get your iPhone and go buy a used one if you need one because it's been a space of connectivity, and I am so honored. um, just to have your time here today and be able to tell the world more of the world about who you are and how you serve so uniquely. You guys, he actually just recently wrote a book called Built to Serve. So let's get that first and foremost on the table. He is a YouTuber with over 3 million or nearly 3 million subscribers, over 300 million views. Um, He has authored many books and speaks globally around the world. His YouTube channel is something you want to consume. Um, You stand alongside mentors of mine, Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins, Wim Hof, Marie Forleo like The name and the list goes on. You guys can see that he actually surrounds himself with his mentors, even in his own studio. And I love this so much about you. So Evan, thank you for being here. And thank you for just ultimately believing, believing in me as an entrepreneur individually and all other entrepreneurs. So I'd love for you to dive in if I missed anything because the accolades go on. He's got some Guinness World Book Record things and just so much fun stuff about you. Thanks for being here.
1: I, I'm yeah, that was that was a great intro. I'm I'm great. Um I'm excited to be here and serve your audience.
0: Thank you so much. So, first question I want to ask you is how in the midst of this dreaming stage that you were in, I'm sure young, because you started into the entrepreneurial journey very young, how did you not just conceptualize what it is that you wanted to do, but actualize being in the room with the people that you now call friends?
1: Yeah, that was an interesting transition. Um I never really had i never thought it was possible i don't know i wasn't i wasn't the guy who was like i had the people on the wall I'm like i'm going to go meet these people um that wasn't really my i think if anything i'd be too afraid too nervous um i just love learning from people from afar and as i built up my youtube channel i started gaining more connections and more access and more um i mean you mentioned dean I remember having Dean on my Instagram and we did an IG live together. And one of the things that bothered me about Dean at the time was why are you not doing more on YouTube? Right? Like, and I remember this is where just faith in the idea, like when an idea comes to you, I just trust that it was given to me for a reason and I'm going to do something on it as opposed to judging the idea and all the, the self-talk that we usually give ourselves that we don't follow through because of, And so while I'm, while I'm doing my interview with Dean, we got 25 minutes together on my Instagram live and near the end, I'm like, why is he not doing more on YouTube? Like this, it bothers me. I want his message out there more. And so instead of uh, just sticking to the script and the normal questions and everything else, um, I said, Dean, I love your stuff. You need to, why are you not more on YouTube? And then we spent five minutes jamming on YouTube and, and he said, Hey, we should connect offline to talk about this because I know I need to do more on YouTube. It's just, I've got so many things that I'm doing right now. This is just not my expertise, but let's connect after. And so that led to a, a call afterwards. That led to me when I was doing my tour in 2019, when I, when I hit up Phoenix, uh, we met there. That led to him inviting me to speak on stage at, at Growth, which he's partnered with Brendan Burchard. Then, you know, it's just like one thing leads to another, all because of the faith that the idea came to me for the reason and I'm going to do something about it. Uh, I didn't plan it. Okay, I'm going to ask him this question and that's going to like lead to here and then here. And then all these things are going to magically fall into place. Uh, just having the faith to ask the question. And that has worked out for me so many times that I just try to stop judging the ideas and just start do something about them.
0: That's so good. I think oftentimes that's where the limiting belief comes into play and the hopes happens because people think this thing and they're like, no, I'll do that later. Or there's no way that could possibly happen. And honestly, it's just one tiny step in front of the other. It's that compounding effect of, of connectivity, of growth, of learning, like always learning and, and truly that understanding of believing in yourself. And so you talked about belief, you talked about faith, you dropped it early. And I love that. So tell me a bit about how that faith, how that continual belief just kept you motivated every morning? Um, And I mean, I don't know specifically, you've been doing this for a very long time. Yes, the YouTube thing kind of took off in the last six to nine years, right? Um, But the last three where it's really grown.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that really helped me is, well, two things. One, reminding myself that I do difficult things. And two, leaning into service are the two things that I always default to. And that saves me from myself. I think a misconception is successful people wake up and they're and they're immediately, yes, let's go. Ah, Thursday, I'm gonna crush today. What a great day to be alive. It's like, nobody wakes up like that, right? Not me, not Dean, not Tamara, not Tony. Like nobody wakes up like that. You wake up and you know, you're tired, you got lines on your face, you got stuff in your eyes, you're, you need to go to the bathroom, and, and the limiting thoughts already start. Um, Thursday for me is what I call my public facing day. So normally I'm an introvert. Um, I don't like being in front of the camera. Uh, I'm shy. And all of these things that don't really make sense if you see me now or if you watch my YouTube channel. But I'm on a mission. And, and my mission demands me to step up and do more and be more courageous and be more bold. On a Thursday, so today is packed with interviews and podcasts and different things. And every Thursday, here's how I start my day. I look at my calendar and I say, oh, what am I doing today? And I see just a wall of interviews. And immediately, I want everything to be canceled.
0: Mm.
1: Immediately, like, oh, what if I don't show up for Tamara? You know, what if I I don't have a good point to say? What if I, you know, just I'm afraid of disappointing people. Mm. And I secretly want everybody to cancel on me right? So like, if you message me and said, Hey, Evan, can't do it today. Like, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Next week. (laughs) Uh, And so why I see it is like, that still happens, right? I mean, that's still the thought process. The difference is people who have had success, they will engineer the right motivation and the right mindset to overcome those limiting beliefs that keep popping up. So for me, I look at my calendar, I get stressed, I have anxiety and about the day that's to come. And the two things that pop to mind is first is I do hard things that Evan Carmichael does difficult things that the fact that I'm afraid of it is not a good enough reason, not anymore. So I'm going to jump into it. And then two, I'm here to serve that. Why, why do I set up my Thursdays like this? Because I want to serve because I'm going to talk to people. I have a gift that hopefully I'm going to share. And, and it's at least my intent at the very least. It's my intent. If I don't deliver, if I show up and just, vomit all over my microphone, you know, at least it was my intent to show up and try to serve. And, and that makes it better for me that it's now about the audience and it's about spreading the message and helping people believe in themselves more than it is about me. Like who cares about me? So stop being selfish and get your message out there. And, yes. and that's, that's a loop I have to run every Thursday morning. Yeah. Or when Dean wants me to speak on stage, you know, at, at his growth event in front of a couple thousand people. Um, The difference isn't that successful people don't have these things or don't have these mindsets. It's more they have the tools and the habits to get themselves to the point where they need to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. And like today is a snow day in Virginia Beach, which you guys get snow all the time there. But here it's like this much and schools out, like totally canceled. The whole city <laughs> shuts down. And so I was like processing and I woke up this morning and looked at my schedule and I was like, it's all you on my schedule. So excited for that. And all the other things that I want to accomplish before a podcast e-course launch tomorrow, in fact. And my little girl sitting there. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I want to have a snow day with her. So I'm like, you got to get ready. Let's get go. Like, let's go outside and play. So we went out and we made snow angels and we built a snowman, the most pathetic masked snowman, because I have to remember the season that we're in. And we enjoyed life. And one of the things that you say is all about like living life, build a life, not a business. And so I still get to be the entrepreneur wearing that hat and the mom. And then I took her to daycare. And though the twinge of mom guilt was there when all the other moms and families are like, come over and play. And I'm like, no, I'm on a mission. I want a mission and like meeting you and being here and showing up for the audience that we had told about all week that you were going to be here. It matters to me and it's a service and it's an opportunity to, to further other people's capabilities. And so I, I love being on camera. I'm like, come on, let's do it. I still get palms sweaty. I still get butterflies, but you would never know that about you. So thank you for sharing that intimately. Um, how and why, and how do you cultivate building a life versus a business on your
1: own terms yeah and so the line i use in my videos is build a life not just a business um because i think so many entrepreneurs are yes they're coming for the the business advice and they want to grow and and i think you should grow and i think one of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is you get to create the calendar and the schedule and the freedom and the balance that you want you're in, you're in charge you're not being told that you have to show up at eight thirty and work until five o'clock doing work that is beneath you that you don't like and you don't enjoy the people around you. like You get to pick. And a lot of times what we end up doing is is building ourselves, our own job and don't take time to do the things that we want to do. So uh, you want to go be a mom. uh, Yes, on the one offs on a snow day, which is great, but also consistently like you are what you consistently do. And you get to plan your life as an entrepreneur a lot more than the general public does. And so I just want people to be a lot more intentional with it because we'll schedule in all of our work stuff, but we don't schedule in all of our family stuff or personal stuff. Like self-care is part of it, too. Not just time with your kids, but time for yourself. What do you do for yourself? And some people may need two hours a day. Maybe somebody only needs 10 minutes a day. But, but self-care, self-time is super important. That might be time in the gym. That might be time meditating. That might be time praying. That might be time doing lots of different things. Uh, But to be able to create a more intentional life and calendar, I think is super important. And and I think one of the biggest problems people have is they're all over the place. There is no intentionality. You wake up and you immediately start, you pull out your phone and start responding to messages and you're just living other people's version of your life, responding to their emergencies and demands on your time, instead of putting up a few roadblocks and say, no, this is my life. I'm going to design it how I want it to be designed. And and what is a good husband or wife or mother or, daughter or or you know father? What does that look like? You get to pick and then you get to go create it. And so I'm, I'm trying to help people recognize that and then actually go live it.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. It? And I get that and I get that as entrepreneurs all the time. How do you do it all? Like you're so busy or people will actually not call me and they'll have an event or they'll do something. They're like, I didn't invite you because I was so, like I knew you were so busy. I didn't want to stress you out. I'm like, well, first off, like I am not busy. I'm intentional. I'm purposed in the time that I have. And I am so honored to spend additional intentional time with people that I love and care for. So please ask me, please invite me. Like I want to show up. And if it's something that is a part of my my values, I'm going to be there. And so I love that. I love that you live your life that way. And you, you mentioned your own. Maybe they're your own, but other people's examples of meditation and prayer and physicality. I really believe that we get to operate in overflow. And if you're not taking care of your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, that that gets stifled. So talk to us about how do you do that on a consistent basis and what parts are like really important for you from an alignment standpoint?
1: I think the biggest part of a morning routine is the feeling that you get by the end of it. I think most of America wakes up with no morning routine at all. They wake up like an accident, fall into their day, and immediately start to hate their life. Uh, I don't think that's your audience. I think achievers, though, often will trick themselves to think, okay, I did my morning routine. You checked the boxes, but you didn't get the feeling. The point of a morning routine is to feel bold, powerful, strong, courageous, and ready to start the day. If you don't get that by the end of your morning routine, then your morning routine is broken. And you either have to add something into it or you need to just go back and do it again with more intention. And that's where achievers fall down because you have a morning routine. Everybody looks at you and think you have it all together. And you you check the boxes of doing everything, but you still don't feel bold by the end of your 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, however long it is. So your morning routine didn't work for you. Um, as an example, I had a woman, I was doing a uh, event in Albuquerque. And I asked her, what's the most powerful part of your morning routine? And she said, prayer. OK, great. So, you know, do you make time for prayer every every morning, like almost every morning? Like there has to be some emergency that happened. But 95 percent of the time I'm I'm doing my prayer. Awesome. How much of the time do you actually feel bold, power, powerful, and inspired by the end of it? It's like, I don't know, 30 percent of the time.
0: Mm.
1: Like That's the problem.
0: Mm.
1: And it's not the actual act. It's just not doing it with enough intention. You have to go back. Do the prayer again. Say it's the same words. Say the same words, but with intention. And you have to feel the power. And you don't leave until you have felt it and you're ready to take on the day. And so we all have these things. For me, um, the thing that I uh, immediately is music. Music is the fastest way to shift your state. So every day, even after seeing them, I'm bouncing on my trampoline, thinking about songs. I (laughs) I think whatever gets you going, whatever gets you, there's some songs that when they come on, even if you're feeling low and down and negative would make you bounce, you know, for you, maybe you'd be like dancing, screaming, going crazy. (laughs) Uh, And for someone who's more introverted like me, maybe it's just like nodding the head or tapping (laughs) the foot or something, but, but it forces, it forces a state change. And what most people do is put on music for how they currently feel. So if you're sad, you put on sad music where you you should put on music that makes you feel a different way. Um, And so that's an important part of my morning routine, but more important than what I do is what works for you. We've all felt, everybody watching, whether it's a prayer example, the music example or something else, you've all felt inspired, bold, powerful at some point in your life. That's happened. So what, what happened just before that? And then incorporating that into your daily routine instead of hoping that it happens to you randomly throughout the day. And if you can have a daily routine that by the end of it, you do feel bold, powerful, inspired, and you did that every day, Your life in three months, six months, 12 months will look dramatically different. You won't even recognize the person that you become just because you incorporated that one simple change to your life.
0: I love that so much. I think additionally, like thinking about the fact that sometimes those things aren't things that you feel really energized or jazzed about to do, but it's the after effects because of the intentionality of actually doing. So for instance, I, I have a couple of people on here right now who like working out. is not their favorite thing to do. I love to work out. I get excited to go. Not everybody likes that, but they know that afterwards they're going to feel alive. They're going to feel better because they're one step closer to the version of themselves that they want to be. All right. Quick pause. I love that you're tuning into this show. Really, your shares, your subscribes and reviews, even your listens mean a ton to me personally and honestly to all of us who put these shows out weekly for your listening pleasure. But are you ready? I think it's time that I put you in the hot seat for a question. If you're resonating with all of these multi-passionate, God-loving success stories, then I bet you have one of your own. Maybe you're even in the midst of that comeback. Regardless, there is a deeper message inside of you. I am sure of it. It's your why factor for living life. So here's the question Why not turn that mess into a message by starting a podcast of your very own? It's time for you to amplify. And since I've been podcasting for a couple years now and I've trained dozens of shows into launch, I've also hit top of the charts across the globe why would you want to learn from anybody else i'm also pretty fun and so is my team and we put together this e-course and don't stop here don't fast forward hold up i know you're thinking e-course me course everybody's got a course but This one is truly as good as it gets. I give you behind the scenes, step by steps. My team is screen sharing exactly what they do post processing. There are video modules and a workbook. Plus, we offer direct group coaching with us no videos, us live in action. Let's create that human to human connection. So really, there's nothing like it. I would encourage you to go check out TamaraAndress.com and check out the course tab. Once you get there, there's even a free mini course option if you want to see the behind the scenes and not really take my word for it. So you should take my word for it. You're here listening to me right now. So I appreciate you. We love you. We encourage you. But girl, boy, man, woman, father, dog, whatever, (laughs) it's time for you to amplify. All right. Now let's get back to the show. And so I want to know for you specifically, is there a season in your life that was a down, like just you didn't have it right. You didn't get it right, even in your entrepreneurial journey. And I like to call them like comeback stories, the fail forward opportunities, right? Because nothing is, is un, a lesson unlearned. It's in a stepping stone, even up, even if you're falling. So is there a time in your life that that happened to you? And what was that continued motivation towards your mission or belief in self that got you out of it? What was it?
1: Yeah. And I think just quickly on the workout thing, I think the more that you can align it to enjoying the process, like maybe it means you work out with a friend and the connection is the thing that gets you going. Or maybe it's instead of going to the gym, you're going to go play squash or you're going to go swimming or something that you can enjoy more, or you're going to go 20 time running up the hill with your daughter. Right. I mean, that's a workout. Yeah. <laughs> the for more real. you can actually enjoy the process too, um, it'll it'll make it easier to stay committed on it. For, for the down life, I think ultimately your purpose comes from your pain. I think whatever you struggled the most with in life is the thing that you wanna help other people through. I think the challenge that we come up against is we think we're the only ones who, who struggle and suffer with this, uh, where you have to realize that there are millions of people right now, millions who are currently struggling with the thing that you used to struggle with and you represent an impossibility, you know, like you shouldn't be where you're at right now The the 19 year old you or however, however old you are, when you were, you know, super struggling would look to where you are right now and say, there's no way if you listed off your current, like what you're working on right now to the former you, she would say, that's not, there's no way it's not happening. There's no way you're going to do that. And yet you've already done it. You know, it's like you're you're currently an impossibility to the former you. And and just recognizing that there are millions of people who currently are former you. And that's your mission is to serve them, to help them, to, to give them hope and inspiration, to let them have faith in themselves. And that will never get old. You know, you'll be one hundred and fifty in an old age home, uh, still spazzing out, maybe in a wheelchair. Uh, and as long as you got your mind and your mouth, you'll still be trying to help inspire people that will never get old. Um, so for me, my biggest pain was just struggling so much as an entrepreneur and working every single day, all day long, making 300 bucks a month, eating the same canned beans for lunch every day because it was cheap when to fill me up. And I still make my videos for 19 year old Evan, who was struggling to just get anything going. Um, and I think when you can tie that in, I think most entrepreneurs fail because they're just chasing a hot opportunity that. This is the big thing for 2021, 2022 and, and onwards, instead of saying, no, I'm on. I, I have a purpose. And instead of forgetting about that past that I went through, I'm actually going to embrace it, not to live back there, but to embrace it because so many people could use my help and my message right now.
0: So amazing. And so, so inspiring in so many different levels. I'm like going to be listening back to this to take notes. One of the things that inspired me actually prior to getting on the show, you had actually sent over a video about this time. And so for all my listeners, I'm going to be a little selfish here because I'm super curious and I, you opened the window and I was like, this is so good that he does this. Um, I always do things off the cuff. I love to just have real raw conversations with people. Um, But I'm curious from your entrepreneurial perspective, do you think YouTube is like a missed opportunity when people are spending so much time on Facebook or Instagram or other spaces? Um, I go live on there, but beyond that we don't play with it. So you mentioned thumbnails um, in one of your videos when you were talking to Dean, I actually listened to that one this morning. So it's funny you brought that one up Um, and he was just like, I know I'm just missing out. I'm doing a thousand other things. Um, How in a prioritization standpoint has that shifted your whole career?
1: So I think, one, you have to decide between consuming and creating. If you're consuming, there's lots of places to go to. Um, Facebook Lives, YouTube, podcasts. Figure out how you best learn. I learn through video more than audio. Um, so I I, I listen to zero podcasts. Clubhouse is hard for me. <laughs> um, I would I'd learn a lot faster if I can see it. Then when you get into creating, I think if you are definitely as a thought leader or an expert youtube is it needs to be your number one priority Um, the reason is unlike all other platforms whatever you make on youtube will live forever so if you're on a mission like if you said hey evan i want to sell my business in three months okay don't worry about it it's just it's not going to work out it's just not your best use of time but if you're on a mission and the message that you have in a year and three years and five years is still going to be relevant, still applicable, still inspiring, then YouTube has to be your, your number one place. Because in five years, people will still watch your video. Nobody's going back five days on your Instagram, let alone five years. Um, and then the other beautiful thing about YouTube is you can look at the data. YouTube is long form content. So you can look at the data and see what, what parts of the video people like the most. And then you cut that up and you take it to LinkedIn and to Twitter and to Facebook and to Instagram. So how do I be everywhere? I know entrepreneurs struggle with, how do I be everywhere? I got to be on all these platforms and you have a business to run too. Like most people don't want to just be a full time influencer. You've got a business to run and how can you be everywhere? Well, you use YouTube for your long form content that builds your legacy and keeps bringing in people on autopilot. And then you cut up the pieces of content from your YouTube channel like this. This is a 25-minute interview. put it to YouTube. And then we cut the best moments. And that's your Instagram clip. And that's your Twitter clip. And that's your LinkedIn clip. So that's not you having to create unique content on every single platform and then feel stressed out, burnt out, and not actually running your business. Um, Plus, YouTube pays you, which is nice. (laughs) That's always a benefit. (laughs) You want to get paid? I mean, they'll pay you. Twitter's not paying you to make content we right. will pay you to make content Right, and pay you on autopilot right for years right. as your videos keep doing well um so i think it's the single biggest opportunity going uh, in the new year now um for thought leaders for experts for coaches to show your expertise um in a youtube environment
0: thank you all right i've got you for like a couple more seconds i want to know how i can serve you how can my audience get all the books list your books i know we've got built to serve what other ones are you really proud of? I'm sure you're proud of all of them. Um,
1: built to serve and your one word are the two published ones. Okay. Um, th- those, are, those are great starting points. I think to this conversation, built to serve is probably the most relevant one. Um, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, and then I've got training that I do where twice a month I work with people inside of group coaching. Um, one is called movement makers, which does uh, help when you start. Like if you're if you're at the starting point um, and you need to get off off the couch and doing it. Um, we guide people through a hundred video challenge, so you're you have to make a hundred videos before you're allowed to judge yourself and say that you suck and you're just not meant for this. You got to make a hundred videos, and we're, we do right. it together. So you got to go. Um, and then my other one's called Brandlytics, where I do really in-depth YouTube strategies, tactics, data analysis, geek out over that kind of stuff to help people grow their channels.
0: Really cool. Evan, you are a gift to the world and I am so grateful for your service and just connectivity today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will be in touch. Um, you guys, all listeners that are here live, you guys are rad. Drop uh, Evan over on YouTube, subscribe, get notified. His channel is amazing. Um, and I, I appreciate you. Be blessed.
1: Thank you for the love. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Faith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the fit and faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project, a big shout out. You know, I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time.